0: Welcome to the Talking Heads podcast with me, Lucy Chamberlain. And me, Saul Walker. The two head gardeners looking after private estates in Essex and Devon. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. We hope your garden is growing beautifully. And if you're new, thank you for listening in to us chat about our gardens, what's going on in the horticultural world, and occasionally chatting to our garden friends around the UK.
1: Finally, summer has arrived. And after one of the most unusual springs in living memory and the steady reopening of the UK COVID lockdown, it couldn't have come any sooner herbaceous beds are overflowing with colour, kitchen gardens reveal their bounty of fruit and vegetables, and the air is filled with buzzing and birdsong.
0: Join us every week for a new episode on a range of diverse subjects as we reflect on our successes and failures in our work and personal gardens. We also look at how horticulture in the UK is developing, and divulge a few things that we've learned over a combined forty-year gardening career.
1: So take us with you as you start weeding and planting, or just enjoy us on your favourite garden bench as we delve into the busy and exciting world of the modern head gardener.
0: So we've we have survived. We survived. Uh, heady heights. That is, BBC Gardeners' World Live. It was. It's the end of the last day. <sighs> We are um, our voices have held out. Do Actually, I, I, we sound all right. We don't do sound, I sound too croaky. croaky. No, I think I'm, we I'm were, doing well. I think we were croaky on the first day, and now our bodies have got used to non-stop talking to the public. But it's been brilliant. It's been such a again, lovely show. always brilliant is show. absolutely lovely show. Bit mind-blowing in times. Bit surreal. Bit amazing. Yes, yeah, some, some
1: weird things have happened to us <laughs> this uh, this show. But
0: oh well, we're real, yes, yeah, it's all been it's all been wonderful. And what we thought we'd do is end where we where we like to be sitting really, which is in a garden. Uh, It's the core for Saul and I as head gardeners and we also love our own private gardens and so we thought we'd look at the show gardens, saving the best to our last. So we are standing in front of a garden which we've just spoken to two ladies who are involved in it. It's called Nature's Resilience. It's won a Silver Merit Award and I can see why they said to us that it's actually brought people to... It is. It's a beautiful garden. It's one of those, I would say, like a, a cottage garden style.
1: Yeah, in a courtyard, planting. isn't it? With a yeah. bit of a courtyard.
0: Yes, definitely. There's lots of lovely red brick paving. There's terracotta pots. There's um, engineering kind of clay pots as well. There's very gentle. Subtle planting. There's a beautiful white rose, a white dahlia. Now, you don't often see a no, pure you white don't. dahlia, yeah, they're hot colours.
1: Well, it's sort of lovely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, you will love dahlias at one point. I will know. work on you. And it's got lots of Napita, lavender, salvia. But the thing that all these plants have in common is that they are healing plants. They have herbal properties which are embraced for healing, soothing, calming the mind. Now, I don't know about you, but my mind needs to be calmed after four days of non-stop horticultural talk and um, solving people's problems so i might just lay down in the middle of the garden and see if it works
1: yeah i'll I'll let you have a bit of a rest no it's lovely because actually again this goes back to when we previewed the this whole show back on the last podcast think episode 106 the gardens here reflect actual proper gardens that you can see being in the back, uh, back garden. Yeah, there's, there's they're nothing, achievable. They're not conceptual, they're no, not overly contemporary. Exactly, they're not they're, conceptual, that's they it. They show people exactly what they could achieve to make a really nice, you know, yeah. blossoming garden and a really nice space outside. Well,
0: this is a four, I would say, looking at very quickly, a four by five metre patch, yeah, something like that. Yeah, about that, yeah. And it's, been, it's on the bank, so it's like they're, they've actually very cleverly used that in their design, they've cut into the bank to build a retaining brick wall. And there's a lovely courtyard of herringbone-style um, red brick pavers, and a lovely little bistro set of, of table and chairs with pots all filled with herbs and all sorts of lovely things around it. We've got lemon balm, I can see salvias, um, mint, rosemary. And say, so then we've got things like the lavender, roses, yeah, an entire time path in front of us, which just looks. It's very beautiful, it's very, even just looking at it, it's a very soothing space, so the, it's, it's doing its job even before the plants have had the chance to tap into your system, so it's, it's tranquil and soothing on all marks, don't yeah, you think?
1: It's a classic white, silvery, blue scheme, with just punches of orange and yeah. red here, mm. and a really nice use of materials as well. We've got the old chimney pots, all the terracotta looks vintage, it gives you... A very calm but contemporary chic space. I can see this both city and country. Yeah,
0: that's true. You know,
1: it stems both.
0: Mm -hmm. That's clever, isn't it?
1: I really think it would appeal both, again, to younger people, but also older people. It's a very classic design. It stems all of the sort of generations.
0: It does, but it's got, you know, we've got, looking here, we've got in the pots, we've got two standard olive trees, which are um, more, I would say, a modern garden twist. There's also a little miniature... Growing area which they've filled is like a apothecary's cabinet with all sorts of herbal plants yeah, and remedies. is quite nice, isn't is, It's is very nice indeed. And yeah, as you say, it does, it could fit in any garden space. Which, uh, I mean, we've said this before about BBC Gardeners World Live. The, the gardens here are achievable, realistic, and you know, I, I would love to have this in my little courtyard area. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be out here with my book, maybe my lemon cello cocktail. <laughs> Has that got a good herbal properties for
1: I think you could, it's put, soothing, isn't it? you could put a few sprigs of mint
0: oh, yeah. and in that. it,
1: that'll be good. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to something a little bit more, maybe up my road,
0: oh, up my I street. I can see it out of the corner of my eye, let's go and have a look.
1: So we've just come to a garden which I have mixed feelings about. Mixed because <laughs> the garden is beautiful and contains everything that probably is in my garden. On a negative, it's promoting Cornwall. Well, now, you st- can't
0: say that. You've just literally <laughs> alienated a whole section of our listenership. Now, Sorry, Cornwall. He didn't say it and he didn't mean it. Okay, come now, on. I
1: know the Tamar separates us, Cornwall and Devon, um, but I do love Cornwall and it does grow Welcome. so many of the I'm plants glad. that I love. And this is a great gun because it is actually promoting Cornwall as a place where gardening is king, well, I think.
0: Well, and tropical.
1: Yeah. So this is by the designer parish and yeah it contains lush plants we've got insects, is, we've got bananas we've got cannas we've got an amorphophallus we've got an oreopanax, which I've just been told by the designer only I knew what it was
0: oh, so that's I made me feel good. with my amorphophallus knowledge
1: yeah. yeah, a morphophallus knowledge. Yes. Everyone should have a morphophallus <laughs> knowledge. Well,
0: you
1: know. The garden's lovely. Right, compared to the garden we've just been to, which is a, was a very uh, sort of old school but contemporary courtyard. It's beautiful. This is for, you know, up-to-date, modern, 21st century living. We've got a beautiful... It looks a bit slippy, actually, but a lovely... We've just watered
0: it because it's just the, yeah. Yeah, just the yeah. end of the
1: day. It's slate patio over well you enter it over a pond which has been dyed black got some massive loungers i could just see myself in there after the show yeah as soon as we, we get, get home today yeah absolutely <laughs> but then it's surrounded by What's well, that it's a jungle it's surrounded by con- contemporary exotic plants we've got
0: Eucomis over there as well we've got is that geranium Maderentia
1: one? Uh, i think that's um geranium palmatum which oh, okay. is a similar one
0: I bow to your superior yeah. knowledge in the exotic world.
1: Yeah. There are some dahlias in it, so we'll forgive those. But there's a punches <laughs> of colour. Because
0: they're lovely, so that's why. <laughs> they're <laughs> lovely and beautiful plants that well, everybody should grow.
1: Let's focus on some of the other colours. We've got <laughs> the nephophias, we've got crocosmia, we've got helenium, we've got cannas, and they're reds, oranges and yellows. So it's that classic... This is the kind of garden that you don't see at many flower shows. Because we're later in the year, yeah. you know, we're in August... You don't see uh, many flower shows later and you don't see colour palettes and planting like this. It's been a delight,
0: hasn't it, watching all these lovely sizzling things in front of us.
1: Absolutely. It must be, you know, it must be great for the punters to come and see something like this and think... Oh, I wonder if I could do that in my garden. And I will say, if you're in Cornwall, Devon, anywhere along the south coast, centre of London, even some of the central big cities, so Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool, they all have this heat island effect. And you can get away with these exotic schemes more and more. Mm. So if you're looking for something that makes you feel like you're in the Bahamas, or Jamaica, or... Or, Vietnam, Cornwall. or, or, cor- Cornwall. or Cornwall, that's yeah. very much... Yeah. This is the kind of scheme... For you. Can we
0: talk about the landscaping a little bit more for a moment? Yeah, of course. Because the plants you are gushing about, and it's quite apparent. Yeah, that, uh, sorry. They're tapping into something in your system, and that's fine. You can have your moment, no worries. <laughs> but I've noticed a lot of people at the show have been walking around um, with a lot of metalware under their arm, and this garden has got some. You know, it. it's got uh, there's fern fronds that have been cut yeah. into a rusting metal, and they're just they're subtle. You know, you actually, there's two three pieces that when you get your eye and you think oh yeah they're there but they're actually not very dominant and I think that's quite nice when you put these kind of pieces of artwork into your garden yes you can have some that are a focal point to the end of the path or whatever it might be but these have been they're very understated in their placement which is lovely another thing I like about this landscaping is that we've got this wooden arbor, oh, yes, the makes, yeah now when you get timber and it's brand new, it's quite an orange colour, which is difficult to work with, but actually it works beautifully with the nifofia, the cocosmia, yeah. the rebeckias, the, the flowers. It actually brings everything out. It brings a warmth to the garden. It, it really encourages those oranges to, to zing out at you. And, um, yeah, it's very cleverly done. All that attention to detail has not gone unnoticed.
1: It's a great juxtaposition with the garden we've just seen, which is cool, contemporary. And then you come to this one, which is fiery and hot. Mm. I could just see them in the same garden, and you just change from one to the other according to your oh, mood. Oh, wouldn't that be
0: a, a pivot of a, a U-turn in your, in your brain? Absolutely. call them reflected and then something sizzly like this. A sizzling and sultry, I think this one is.
1: Anyway, it's nice because I'm going to go home in a bit and uh, tomorrow morning, <laughs> back holiday Monday, which is when this is being published, I'm going to be out in my garden. You're going to be rubbing yourself is, up
0: against an insetti or two.
1: This is reminding me of the kind of thing that I'm going to go home to. So yeah. uh, it's nice to see. But let's move on to one of the biggest gardens that we've seen here for a long, long time.
0: Oh, yes. So you know when you um, maybe want to redevelop an area of your garden, and you get a few quotes in from people, some landscapers, and you look and you think, what? That's, that's quite pricey. This garden explains why the work that goes into landscaping oh. is so underestimated because we just see what's going on on the top. We just see the bricks, the pavias, the gravel, the sleepers. This garden, called What Lies Beneath, designed by the lovely David Stevens has been built by the Association of Professional Landscapers and it is top-notch quality landscaping, which is what you would expect from the APL. Uh, so we're going to walk through it and talk you through what we see.
1: Yeah, it's a long garden, so it's a length of a whole side. Usually, if you've been to BBC Gardeners World Live before, this is where the train would have been, this is where the canal boat would have been. I think Alexandra Froggart built her house <laughs> on it two years ago. So it's a long garden, but what's brilliant about it is that each section is uh, sort of um, divided up into different landscaping techniques, yes. materials, products that you, they use to build your garden. And what's really great is that they haven't fully finished something Yes, some that's things the key. So that you can see exactly the work that goes into landscaping a garden, which I think mm. is probably the most... I don't know, a misunderstood part of building do, a garden. We just
0: don't see it. We just don't see it, so we have no appreciation. This garden allows us to appreciate the work that goes into this so highly skilled craft. So the gravel pathway we're standing on, for example, to stop the gravel moving around and migrating all over your garden, it's been placed on a hexagonal mesh. And we can see the hexagonal mesh yep, because it's been protruding out, left there on purpose. Yep. So that's a lovely thing to take into account. We've got a big, deep retaining wall here. With a planted up with lots and lots of delicious plants. But at the bottom, there's a drainage channel. So when there's excess water, it's imperative that the water can drain away. There's a lovely drainage channel on show there.
1: Now we're moving on to some deck. So it's showing you how the deck's built. Um, big sleepers, really solid, but you can see all the hexagonal nuts yeah, that the go bolts in. Yeah, exposed. You can see how it's been laid. Uh, but what is lovely is there are plants. So it also has the garden look. So you can see exactly yes. how the materials in the plants interact what a great example you really will not see this anywhere else there's a tree here it's a silver birch but they've left half of it uncovered the root ball to show you one of their anchoring techniques there are many anchoring techniques you can get Uh, for us we generally use stakes but Mm. if you want to hide those stakes there are these mesh anchoring which holds down wires and stakes underneath the soil Mm. and it's brilliant because it shows you how it's done
0: very good. And then we've got some decking here and it shows how it's built on a floating platform which is then held suspended above some here some brickwork. Lovely. Is that is that the... Uh, that's not timber. That's no, the, that's the
1: composite. The
0: composite. That's what we call it, don't we? Yeah,
1: yeah. which is quite a nice material.
0: Yeah. And then we've got a pond area. So we've got the completed pond to the right of me filled with some beautiful water lilies. And then to the left, very cleverly, it shows you the pond in cross-section that is very it, clever. Yeah, it's lovely. There's a big gra- glass screen here. We can see into. I mean, I am standing uh, essentially sort of five foot deep in water if I was actually standing in the real pond. And it shows you the liner. It shows you how the papers have been bedded in on top. It shows you the workings of the pump. Uh, there's a reel in front, and it gives you all the ideas about how the reel works. It's uh, yeah, it's it's great. And then we move on to some more paving areas and it's got then the layer of coarse concrete it's got some top concrete on top and then the pavias based on top of that and it's it's just yeah it's what's lovely the it is that
1: they've used one of the um, stone cutting tools yeah, I so like that. if you're doing really serious patio work you will get a circular saw on a bench that cuts down the slabs mm. but instead of hiding it yeah. it's out in full view and they've planted it up with a bit of a <laughs> rigian. <Arigian. laughs> there's yeah. a little bit of the um, uh, an apiacy there it just makes it look part of the actual garden but shows you off the tools of the trade
0: now i'm gonna yeah i was just checking that because we're now coming to a turf area but lo and behold it is not real turf it's artificial turf but i tell you what whatever your views are on it these days it looks like turf um so if you like it and you want it it's not going to be so noticeable that you've got it in your garden as opposed to real grass.
1: Have you seen the uh, the living wall here? This yeah. is fantastic. There's a green living wall. It's got heucheras in it. We've got some ferns. We've got ferns. a few grasses in it. And it gives you the actual modules that they plant in, which you can screw to your wall. Yeah. And then you can set up an irrigation system to actually water all the plants. But when it's fully planted up, you can hardly see it. And that's it's lovely to show you exactly how those modules are because i think when people see green walls they don't see the infrastructure They're very popular behind green it walls,
0: they really are and you've got to make sure you've got some kind of water reservoir and some kind of irrigation system to make them sustained otherwise they will very quickly turn brown
1: yeah now we're moving on to well we're next to an old morgan <laughs> three-wheeled morgan i'm told it still runs up all week so yeah. me and lucy are going to go home tonight in the morgan
0: <laughs> wouldn't that be great it <laughs> <My laughs> would God. be great that'd be but amazing
1: we're on some we're We're on basically what would be a a driveway, uh, what you could do with a driveway. So they've got some nice paving cobbles. They're also showing off here some drainage, how you would put gutters in to take the water out of your garden. You've got to remember these days you have to have sustainable water drainage Mm. on any new front gardens to make sure that we're not causing more flooding in our urban landscape. So it's really nice to see how you can fit in drains and all the inner workings.
0: I like this bit because I like resin bonded gravel and they've got a lovely, it looks like a, like a little flapjack cake here. It does, fond- <laughs> it's <laughs> weird isn't it? It's a section about a centimetre thick and then on top of that it looks like some kind of almost like tarmac substitute. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, beneath that was some kind of tarmac substitute for about an inch layer. Then we go into some really coarse chunky concrete and um, really large stones there to kind of be the, the base layer and it, you know, again it's just so fascinating to see what lies beneath the all the top layers, it's very cleverly done, hats yeah. off to the team, it's obviously impeccably finished as you'd imagine from the APL but I do think it's such an eye opener for anybody who wants to have some landscaping done, we're so these days so keen to have the, the dream garden and this gives you the reality of what you should expect from any landscaper in their construction quality.
1: So we've just gone over from the main APL garden to a garden that is also associated with the Association of Professional Landscapers by the garden designer, Tony Nutley and the contractor, Tall Garden Landscapes. And we're over here because it is best in show and we mm. always love the best in show. And we can see why, can't it we?
0: Is, yeah, credit to them, it is, it is. As we, in our humble opinion, also think, it might well be the best show garden in. the the Gardeners World live show this year it is delightful and we were very lucky just then to have a quick chat with a designer and I was saying I, I, that it's very cleverly done because it's got an accent color to it which is a very strong purple from lobelia now we call this so
1: it's lobelia Hadspons purple
0: so it's got a strong accent color from lobelia Hadspen's purple well said thank you <laughs> um and there's some Lysomachias, some agastaches, some salvias that are kind of like echoing the spires of the Lobelia. But it's not gone down the route that it could have done. Which yeah, it is could have gone down the
1: hot colours, couldn't it? Oranges yeah.
0: and the reds and the yellows. And it's because it was initially designed to be a garden for June when the show was initially meant to be run. So he's stuck with the colours. And actually, do you know what? That's made a point of difference with this garden. As opposed to many of the others on the show have gone for those burnt autumn colours. This is just a refreshing really in-your-face deep purple. And it's it's beautiful it's been echoed in some of the um the furniture the chairs and the cushions as well but it's do you know what the the balance is nice it's not it's not kind of what you call gimmick you know it's not like a gimmick it's it's understated but it's a lovely strong color it's really cleverly done
1: yeah and the landscaping is really nice through the so it is a garden for it's you know contemporary you know you could see yourself having a party in there
0: oh yeah i can be i could be on that bar
1: there's a there's a there's a fire bowl at the start that's uh, in, a <laughs> in some water and the benches around it. And then at the back, there is a bar. Everyone needs a bar in their garden. Um, but this bar has a water reel running down the centre, which is quite, you know, fascinating. And the water reel's coming from uh, another living wall, but that looks like just moss. Just moss, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love...
1: Lovely, lovely. Yeah, well, we're told that there's a rain fall effect. Always oh, going to turn it on for us as well. Oh. So I'm guessing what happens is the rain will fall down the moss and then into the rill. The rill goes into the pond, which leads you down to the fire bowl. Oh, look at that! Oh wow! Yeah.
0: Yeah, I see it. I see it. That, that that's a lovely moss wall. Imagine sitting there with your G&T, having a chat with your friends, and just then you've got that beautiful moss wall to look at. And then in front of you, there's a like you say, the open rill with cobbles inside that then you're going to look at the water. So you're hearing the water, you're looking at the water, you're drinking some water with some alcohol and some mm. lemon in it or something like that. Very nice.
1: Yes, there's a strong linear accent down the garden and the beds complement it either side. Mm. With a few punctuations of planting in and among the the patio along the side of the rill, it, yeah, it, may, it do you know, again, we always say this about show gardens, is that they're only here for, what, four, five days? Well, four days. They've taken about three, four weeks to build. But they, some of them look like they've been here forever. Yeah. It does look like someone's back garden.
0: Well, this, this to me looks like the most wonderful, entertaining space, okay? Because you've got the bar, you've got the fire pit, you've got the paving. And I, I would be mingling in here and hobnobbing with some of my friends in my stiletto heels. Or my wedges, whichever I felt like. And it's just, it lends itself to that. It's a very elegant space. You know, there's some lovely multi-stem birches planted. We've got some very gentle plantings to, to kind of balance out the lobelias and the other hot purses. We've got some lovely hydrangea, I think, paniculata. We've got some orlea grandiflora. We've got some penicetums. We've got gora. Um, all sorts oh, of loveliness. There ah, goes the rill. The rill's just started.
1: Wowzers. So you get
0: the sound of that. Yeah, you do. It's absolutely oh, beautiful.
1: That, adds, that actually adds... I- We've both, well, I've got a river running through my garden at home, which always adds a lovely sound effect, but just to have running water in a garden, there's something very soothing
0: oh, about it. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, it's
1: lovely. So we're heading home now, and I think having looked at all these gardens, it's given us a few ideas to take back, hasn't it?
0: Goodness me, has it done? Yeah, I'm uh, Mr. C, brace yourself, I'm coming home with a head full of ideas, um, And I haven't actually spent too much money because we haven't had time, but I I think maybe in the future there might be a few purchases from the garden centre.
1: I think a few hadspuns purple (laughs) might be making their way home. And that brings this week's episode to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening into our take on gardening in the 21st century. Please do let us know, either through a review with your podcast provider or direct to us on our Twitter feeds at Gardening Saul and at Head Gardener LC and also follow Lucy's Instagram page also at Head Gardener LC.
0: As summer days lengthen it offers more opportunities than ever to enjoy your garden whether you're digging, hoeing and raking or sipping on a summer drink with friends. Whatever the reason, enjoying your outdoor space and bringing a little bit of foliage and flower to your personal plot is one of life's real joys.
1: As head gardeners, summer is one of those periods where the garden brings the greatest satisfaction as the planning and perspiration spent for most of the year manifests a cacophony of botanical eye candy. But there is still much work to do, so join us on a future episode to see exactly what Lucy and I are up to.
0: Until the next episode of Talking Heads, goodbye!